What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to the Black Hole Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Malik McDonald. Uh, here at the Black Hole Podcast, I like to take some of the coolest people that I know and just talk to them about literally whatever. Today's episode, we have a good friend of mine, Luke Beckerlo. This is part two. If you haven't checked out part one, definitely check that out. Uh, in this episode, we talk a little bit about the invisible knapsack and uh, pornography. <laughs> so give it a listen. See you guys on the other side. Yeah. To me. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, you know, I, I think that, you know, especially when it comes to like affirmative action, I think that people tend to, when, when things don't go right for people, they tend to point their finger at other people, and I think that people tend to point their fingers at black and brown people because society said it's okay, right? Yep. When, when in in. Because in America, you know, in the media, in movies, in, you know, in, 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 in the, the people you talk to, black people are demonized, right? I mean, uh, uh, Mormonism, their, their, whole, their whole ideology, they, they, they believe that black people are descended from the original sinners, right? That's why our skin is black, because God cursed us to be, to, ha- to be covered in sin for the rest of our, our, our days. Have you seen the musical? I haven't. No, I'm. I'm. So I, you know, I'm waiting for it to. Good. I'm waiting for amazing. it to come on Disney Plus. <laughs> it's amazing. I've heard. I actually yeah. saw an article about whether or not uh, it should continue because of the roles for for black actors are so um, narrow mm. as far as the portrayal. Mm. But my feeling from it was, damn, this has some really progressive um, ideas. And then it, yeah. it says just that. And then it, it, po- it pokes fun at like the first potentially questionable thing you see that's like, oh man, that was really problematic. Mm-hmm. First thing you see was actually poking fun at how ridiculous uh, you'd have to see it. And it's not, it's like you think it's a terrible thing and you realize that it was actually just an act to, to mm-hmm. make fun of how a white person would think you're supposed to like celebrate mm-hmm. uh, Africa, if you will. Okay, so what's and, funny is yeah. that I, one of my dream projects that I want to do one day when I have like plenty of money, but I'm not worrying about whether or not I'll destroy my career, is a slave musical. Uh, that kind oh of does God. the same thing. Basically, <laughs> 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 the premise, the premise is I, there, there's this white dude who invents ti- uh, time travel, and he's like, "What am I, what am I going to do with this? I want to like change the world. Should I kill Hitler? Should I like, you know?" steal a dinosaur no i'm gonna end slavery and he goes back in time to try to end slavery but the guys you know he he, he it's it's kind of a, a play on like yeah this that that same thing where it's you know it's it's this misguided uh allyship belief right it's the white savior i, I wanted to make fun of that kind of concept like i i, I would never make fun of slaves themselves but i would make fun of the, the white savior um, yeah that that whole aspect i mean i don't know if you've, if you've ever seen uh 12 years a slave Yes. Uh, where Brad Pitt plays the, he basically plays an angel. I, I don't. I, I when I saw that film in theaters, I, I I only saw it once, but I remember Brad Pitt. They like gave him high key lighting, and I, I swear they put like gave him a halo light. Like it, it's it's insane how white savior this guy is. I I love Brad Pitt, and I know he produced it or whatever, but like I I it, the 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 white savior mentality is is just a mess and i i think to some degree that is that is when it comes to allyship that there is there still lies that danger of being an ally or being a white savior right because 
being the yeah. white savior actually diminishes from the movement whereas being the ally helps it right because of, we need white people we, we need to this is a fight that we all need to do together right we can't do I this alone yeah you're completely completely right about the the danger the white savior complex and i think that that uh, i think the language that white liberal children are raised with is very much a savior complex it's sort of like just say no to racism mm -hmm. like the simplicity of it is sort of like hey kids can you believe just because of skin color something so something as significant as the color of your eyes and then they yeah. tell you about that story about the teacher who did an experiment where they yeah, yeah. discriminated against people based on their eye color and then they're like wow and you know i'm sure that some of that was progressive but i think the thing that made it so impossible was um there were no black people in the in the room <laughs> in the study yeah <laughs> you know it's yeah, kind of yeah, hard yeah. to it's kind of hard to um it just it just doesn't work so i think that you kind of met me at a stage where i have had probably more anti-racist training than the average white person mm -hmm. like i've had i've been to trainings like yeah. <laughs> not like what for, for like high schoolers and stuff like that and i've and i've talked to people who do anti-racist trainings and like interviewed mm -hmm. them and been around them so you know i'm pretty familiar with like the theory but I, I, that doesn't mean I'm not going to make mistakes, you know? And I think that's yeah, something that, yeah. that I learned from that, from my first mentor from Paige was like, um, she was like, I don't think that there are people that are racists, you know, hmm. to be a, to be a racist. She says, I don't really like to use that term. I think that we need to talk about behavior. Mm -hmm. We need to talk about racist behavior and teachable moments. And that's actually something that my mom, um, picked up on in, in the conversation that you and, and Stan were having about about allies. I mean, she wasn't as familiar with, with um, I don't think the word ally is used as often in in her circles. And I think that they a lot of them act, they have behavior that is similar to that of an ally. But I don't think that people in um, like really progressive hippie circles i don't think they walk around being like how can i be a, a better ally i think younger people use that word more but i got to you know it's been kind of cool to teach to teach uh, my parents some of the things I've, I've tried to learn but the point is um that it's a it's it's not a there's no end game there's yeah. no you know and i think that that's how we need to change the conversation in, in teaching anti-racism around yeah. um it's a serious it's it's a it's a mindset it's it's a desire to listen it's not a you being not a bad one yeah you know yeah. that's that's how we're that's how we vote that's that's for the election not you know being yes or no good or bad did you show up and do the harm reduction thing that we need you to do yeah that's not yeah. how to me being an ally is a million times more um every day doing the work so you know. i you know the world's this, this, we, we live in a world that I don't think we ever thought we'd be in, especially four years ago, five years ago, especially. Um, and I, I was asked this question. I think it's a very fascinating question. Someone asked me if I was radicalized since Trump was elected, right? Do, do I think I was, like, radicalized? I told them, yeah, I think I was. I, I think, you know, over the last four years, I think I have increasingly radicalized. And I think this year is kind of, like, where, where it kind of rocketed. 
right? I'm not, I'm not, now I'm not saying I'm this crazy dude. I'm not going to bomb any buildings or anything like that. But I, I'm, I feel like I am more aggressive when it comes to racism and when it comes to these conversations, I'm more like just forward about it. Do you think that you've been radicalized over the last four years and, you know, any, any, because of Trump, because of racism, because of college? Um, I think I've put a lot of time into figuring out to borrow from Donald Trump, figuring out what the fuck is going on. Mm. I wish I hadn't used that frame of conversation. Um, I yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's happening. I'm confused mm. and upset, and I think that. But I also, I'm also aware of. I, I think that the um, way that the media has all of a sudden started saying Black Lives Matter, like not just me i mean like everyone mainstream mm -hmm. company companies are putting that on their stuff yeah like i i don't trust that nike is a an anti-racist organization for example no um, i don't think so either i logged back into some i don't know if we're supposed to start dating people again or not um but <laughs> i i started uh started swiping again recently and uh, one of the apps i was on was just like hey we are going through a top to bottom anti-racism um, evaluation from a Wait, third really? party yeah it's just bumble it said we're going we're we're it's it, yeah so it, they actually seem to be doing more um I, I or at least i don't know i mean i'm very susceptible to advertising when i work on like a commercial i'm usually trying to i start thinking about buying the thing i'm trying to light but <laughs> the thing that it said was um you know, we need, everyone needs to do their part to make the world better. Um, we are beginning an action plan, mm -hmm. an anti-racist action plan for this app. And I was like, damn. Um, and that's something we've, we've talked about in, I mean, a lot of our conversations have taken the form of, you know, going to a, a pub or something, having a couple of, of beers and just talking. And some of the, the things, you know, there are some conversations we've had that are like, there isn't really an answer yet because it's it's tender like dating and um and and stereotyping and things like pornography there's a lot of racism in pornography and that's oh yeah a really delicate subject and i yeah. it actually took a class called sex on screen um at emerson and i remember the professor talking about how that's something that we don't even really have the language. The conversation is so, it's not its not really there yet that we don't even know how to figure this out yet. And I think that being an, an anti-racist is you know, going forward is gonna mean just, God, it's, it's, it's a lot of homework. It's a lot of, well, you know? I, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously for one, in America, sex is just uncomfortable for most people. But like, I, I think that is a very important thing to talk about because yeah, porn is probably one of the most if not the most sexist and racist forms of media that exist today i mean i saw this one porn once and i i don't i don't really watch it like i don't watch porn just in general just because of problematic um aspects i also have a girlfriend but um, i'll do it <laughs> but but the thing is i saw this one that was straight up a slave hooking up with the slave master's wife and yeah, i sat there and i'm like is this something that people want is this something that people I, I, like like it's it's insane there there's one and th i think this is what really got me what really like i i hate porn i'm not gonna lie i hate it uh, I, I just hate where it is right now i mean if, if if it got morally better 
then I'll be cool with it. I I don't mean it by you know the sexual stuff. I just mean by like the storylines and the kinks and stuff and stuff like that. But there's there, there's there's a series of of pornography where uh, 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 women police arrest black men, and then they really? hook up with these black men. And I'm just like, are you are you kidding me? Like this this is yeah. something that has traumatized many black men. It's traumatized me, and you're just kind of making light of it um in 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 like a way that doesn't really say anything i'm I'm like i mean porn doesn't really say anything in general but like i feel like in in a case like that do do like there's you you can't say something right when you when you do something this aggressive you can do you can say something um you should write your own stuff just like yeah just like uh black pride porn um or 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 just write like someone should write a script about have you seen that that netflix series hollywood i haven't not yet no it's um my first impression from seeing the trailer was i mean it was one of those quarantine binges where i was like i need to watch something to not think about my stocks mm. um, losing value and uh, <laughs> and uh, and it's a little bit cheesy but it's supposed to be it's like glitzy mm-hmm. kind of like and it's all about hollywood and but it's sort of like a fantasy of what if um every marginalized group or mostly gay people felt mm-hmm. were able to to advocate for themselves earlier in the 20th mm-hmm. century so what if mm-hmm. rock hudson had come out of the closet at the very beginning right and right. what if what if um sex workers so it's basically a, a show that just empowers sex workers and and queer folks and, mm. and, and women and just and it's like this fantasy but it's not realistic because those things are just barely starting to happen but yeah it, yeah um, yeah but you know i mean yeah the, the whole fantasy thing like i get porn is supposed to be this fantasy fulfillment like it's supposed to you know it's, it's your deepest darkest fantasies or whatever but like I, I I failed to 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 really like you. Let me see. I let's see. How can I say this? I think that if you watch like rape porn, like aggressive rape porn, there's a problem. When when you produce yeah. it, there's an even worse problem uh, because you're advocating it, right? You're 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 allowing this that behavior to, I guess, be acceptable right and so when you do something like like you know porn like like police porn or whatever you're saying that the abuse of black men because that's what it really is there these women are abusing black men is okay you know it's okay to want to watch stuff like this it's okay to want to shoot things like this we're going to record it and it's going to be fun and you guys going to have you enjoy it like i've never seen like like you will never i i i'm sure you probably actually you can probably find this but you because you can find literally anything when it's when it's porn but like how many times if if, if there was a porn a holocaust porn that yeah. that would be attacked like that would be huge it would it, it the producers would, might get fired they might get yeah. sued like you you will never see that right or I, I guess you won't see that in the mainstream porn of things if you will um but you could see a black man get arrested or like a slave or whatever and that's 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 an issue you're gonna see a woman get uh raped you're gonna see like a, a dude breaking a woman's house and rape her like that's that's what we find in in this industry in that industry and i think that's incredibly poisonous incredibly toxic i mean there there are studies done about how toxic that that media is just in general but like that that just kind of sh- i that just shows you where where we still where we are in this world right now i mean trump is obviously that sh- shows you that we have issues 
as Americans. But that just shows you like, you know, the, the, the deeper issues. I mean, I remember I saw this picture um, of, a, of a white woman holding up a sign that said black dick matters at a protest. And that was so problem. That made me so angry. And I'm like, is are you just here for your own sexual gratification? Like, I, I, are, are black men just here to pleasure you? Right. It's, it's not our lives that matter. It's the fact that you that you fantasize about us, that we are a, a, a um, that we are just a, a, a mere fantasy based off of racism, by the way, based off of, of, of the racism of, of, of American history. But is this why you're here? You're not here for, to, to protect our lives, protect our families. You're just here for yourself. You know, uh, one of the one of the like aha moments I um, kind of had when I was first like really trying to learn about at least the theory of white privilege mm-hmm. was one of the greatest privileges of being white is that you don't have to think about your, your race is never attached to the, the, the description it's mm-hmm. never attached it's never you're just considered plain like mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just plain you're just considered yeah. whatever and <clears throat> our friend Stan for example good looking dude mm-hmm. I think that in American society people would would rather than say like yeah Stan is a, is a really good looking dude they would probably say Stan is a good looking black dude yeah and and a white person who is equally you know attractive where they would be like oh that guy's so hot they would just say mm-hmm. that they wouldn't be like look at that Look at that Nordic chin. You know, they wouldn't. They <laughs> yeah, wouldn't. Yeah. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be like, look at that. Oh, he must be Swedish. You know, they yeah, don't. Yeah. That, that doesn't happen. And I think that there are sort of like two Americas. There are two um, societies. There's the one that that's out there, the public discourse, the kind of thing that changes rapidly, and that advertising executives kind of monitor and regulate and like. Uh, with gay marriage it changed incredibly quickly that above ground thing but there's also this sort of below ground culture um, that also has its own media and that uh, comedy kind of speaks to mm-hmm. and porn and things that are not discussed as openly things that are not discussed at Thanksgiving there is a conversation things that you can read on Reddit things you can read in the comments of these these Facebook chains you can really see this like collective American consciousness, this collective underground thing. And I, one of the, one of the ways that I can sort of understand this is, is like sort of my perspective as a middle schooler or an early high schooler before I went, you know, when it was, I was still concerned that being anti-racist would make me look uncool. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. there was a time in high school where I was kind of like, towards like the end when everyone wants to be a rebel when I was like I'm just gonna be the anti-racist guy yeah. <laughs> and then it became and I was like I'm sure I look dorky but you know and but remembering watching like Family Guy or South Park and how like the joke of Token being the token black character mm. went way over my head <laughs> yeah you know and the stereotype of like of like chef being this serving um guy similar mm-hmm. to like an, an Aunt Jemima stereotype in a way like I understand growing up that that's supposed to make fun of the rest of pop culture and how there's this 
subconscious, but to, to younger kids, you just kind of see it as a joke. And right. You they don't. They don't absorb see it. Meaning behind it. Yeah. They don't. They, they, In, like, yeah. People are stupid. <laughs> kids. Not 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 just younger kids, but just a lot of Americans. Let's be honest. A lot of grown Americans still look at that and they don't see the meaning behind it. They're like, oh, he's just a black chef. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that that just kind of gets internalized by watching joke after joke and uh in my high school it became very common and popular to to, to walk around yelling white power mm. because of the Chappelle show mm. so wow. i yeah you know it's it's a school that had maybe um eight eight black students out of a mm. thousand out of 800 maybe and yeah and white kids that just thought it was hilarious to be running around screaming white power and i didn't really i wasn't watching the special show someone explained it to me that it was like a joke and then now understanding dave Chappelle and like really appreciating his stuff um yeah that was above that was above our maturity level yeah. at that age and That's those crazy, dude. those are the things that kind of work their way into the that second tier of the the under the surface culture mm-hmm. that's like, i com- mean it, comedy it gives it in a messed up way like obviously you know Chappelle didn't mean for white kids to run around yelling white power but like in a messed up way it gives these white kids the the ability to do it you know it, it, yeah. because they could just argue oh i'm just i'm just i'm just copying Chappelle or like oh i just saw this on south park or whatever and it's 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 so tough because and I'm sure you feel this way too, but as as a as a creative, as a, as an artist, you know there does come a place between like who who do I make this for, right? Like, you know, Get Out for example, great film. I, I one of my favorite films. Who who was it for? You know that that's my question. Is like I watched it, and I got everything. You know, like that that's my real life. I, I was de- like I I've. I date white people like I I know what's up <laughs> like my girlfriend's white I go to her house and I always make jokes about it being get out like that's but it, that's real like that's that's a real feeling like that's it's it's, it's genius and then on, on the other side of that I'm sure white liberals they know about that situation as well but then when it comes to you know the, the white conservatives or the white racists what what do they think like where they're not smart enough though that's the thing they're but not that, smart but, enough to understand. Is that, is that the danger, though? Is 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 that dangerous? Where if you create something, do you then give certain people what they feel yeah. like is privileged to do these things, to do these acts, to 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 defend them now? You know, if that makes sense. It's harder with the positive examples because Get Out was a, a really well told story. Um, it's easier well, yeah, with the that, negative examples. Yeah, like it's okay. Django. Going back. Yeah, go, go, going back, you said Tango? Django. Oh, Django. Yeah, yeah like Django. It, like, For me, it's a bad example of... Uh, it, it, I don't consider Django to be an anti-racist movie. I, I, I consider it to be an anti-American movie in the best way possible. An anti-South movie. I I had a new revelation for that film because I, I I felt the same way. I was like, there's a problem with this film. You know, I don't know why Tarantino's making this movie, blah blah blah. But I had this revelation. I'm, I I want to hear your 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 thoughts on this film first, actually. So, 
Um, I or didn't not being fin- anti-racist. I didn't. I didn't finish it. Um, okay. <laughs> I've, I've liked. I've liked other Tarantino movies in the past. Not mm. not all of them, but some of them, like like Glorious Bastards, I thought was really great. And mm. um, I thought Pulp Fiction was was a good idea and was pretty mm. pretty great. I'm not. I guess I'm not obsessed with Tarantino movies. So, 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 so basically, you're, you you didn't go to film school then. <laughs> no, I, I went. I walked stereotype. into. I went to movie. I went to movie camp. And noticed yeah, yeah. that that there was too much of an obsession with Tarantino, and I wanted to know yeah. why. Why? But then I also like the hateful eight. I thought I saw it in seventy millimeter, and it was awesome. Yeah, and Glorious Bastards is like one of my favorite movies. So I, I'm just saying that I, uh, I'm not like un, I'm not. I don't have unconditional love for Tarantino. I right, he can do wrong. He's not a. And I think that, wrong. and I think that, um, as someone who has made some some short films and wants to, to work in film forever hopefully if the film ever comes back um, that when you're making something you really have to know what you're talking about and why you're mm-hmm. talking about it and I've heard interviews that were about him saying like oh I wonder if this movie's a little over the top and then other people convincing him like no don't be afraid of your own movie and it's like well mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're worried if he had an instinct that maybe he was going a little too far with these like alright two black guys like pull each other apart i think that you could still tell that story without showing them pulling each other's eyes apart yeah who that the director is the viewer is the protagonist there's like a direct line of like telling your own story Mm -hmm. and i think that when i ask myself about that why i don't feel very comfortable with this white person telling the story about um immense pain of a of another another people that probably doesn't understand um as well as a black director could you know i just yeah, don't think that yeah. i think that you have to if i i if i were thinking oh, i really want to tell another historical movie because i'm really into these these period films like my thesis film was a, a period film and one i made before that and it's something i really into if i were thinking about how oh, what kind of story we want to tell next but really want to do something that's important and helps people understand i don't think that it would be my role as a as a filmmaker to tell the story of um of a of a white plantation owner yeah i mean i that kind of pain i i think there was a lot i i mean i i enjoyed the film i think there was a lot that could have been taken out i mean yeah like you said the the, the fights you know what you know the two black guys staring each other apart i get i get why it was in there i think it could have done without but i think one of the things that i think that film did pretty well and i think that it was kind of uh, it's it's a it's something that a white director could do pretty well is it commented on how dumb white people were in america how how dumb slave owners were right because in the film Django is this well-spoken black man uh he could read uh, not not super well, but he can still read. He's super cool, super suave, really smart. And then you had like Leo uh, Leo's Leo's character who uh, wanted to hook up with his sister. Uh, he co- he couldn't speak French, but he liked being called Monsieur. Uh, right. There there were white guys who literally just couldn't speak proper English. There's there's a couple characters who like you just don't understand. Uh, there's there's a KKK scene where the Ku Klux Klan are just complete buffoons. And I think that was a big part of that film. It was just 
making people understand that these southerners are just stupid and then you obviously had christoph waltz great performance as i guess a european man looking at these americans as savages which i thought was really interesting right he saw Django as better than the savages that were the white southern uh slave owner so yeah. I, I thought that was like a very I, I i just had that revelation and i thought it was i, I read this article about it and i rewatched it and i was just like this is smarter than when i first watched the film um but i mean obviously there are issues uh tarantino definitely has some issues with the racial he's problematic i mean you know his dialogue especially him using the n-word i mean it's it's it is very problematic and kind of unnecessary um but yeah i mean i i i you know i i I do think that yeah a movie like django unfortunately gives white people uh the opportunity to use racist rhetoric again going back to the Chappelle thing the white power thing like that's it's it's unfortunate right where like you make these things to empower people and other people take that and they trivialize it right there's um i don't know if you know pepe the frog but there's a documentary coming out about how it went from this just goofy stoner comic to a white supremacist symbol you know and it's 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 it is it's like that's that's the thing is with media is that it could be so dangerous towards the movement when you meant it in the opposite way i mean that's sort of how like meme culture is getting out of hand Uh, i was thinking about doing like a little like youtube show where it's like far right or alt-right meme of the week and i just take one of like the most disgusting things that i've found on these these facebook groups that i'm embedded in and um just analyze them like look how this this important cultural or whatever uh, or not important like screenshot from a sitcom has been turned into this mm-hmm. this white supremacist joke Mm. Or, or I saw I saw one recently on one of the like it might have been like one of the pro police groups and it was um, like a, like a Ford F three fifty one of those like big man manly trucks with like mm. a bunch of like splattered red paint over the front as if that was the design and it said like pickup truck uh, protester edition mm, wow it's like you motherfuckers like wow. what is, that's like those are like our memes are like oh like about like people calling the manager and like your memes are like let's commit war crimes like let's yeah. com- like let's yeah. let's commit mass murder like the yeah. other side i sometimes think is like i guess i shouldn't even use words like the other side but like the the far right right now they're like pretty pretty like serial killer yeah yeah no i mean i mean you've seen the, the videos of just white people pulling out guns on black people yeah you know like just just you know there was that video of um of mr and mrs smith there were protesters passing their house and they both had like weapons what the woman had her yeah. finger on the trigger which i don't know if you know like gun etiquette but that's so far against it yeah uh, she, she had a finger on the trigger pointing at protesters and it's it's and actually there was a report done today that i saw uh guns are uh, selling tremendously right now, like everybody's buying a gun right, right oh now. Oh my god! You know, you, and, speaking of guns, I grew up in like a bit of a gun culture, and after yeah. after Obama was elected, the you couldn't you couldn't buy ammunition anymore because it had been so everyone bad. had it, they had just like cleared out Walmart. Wow. You know, there would be like signs that were like because I you know I got um, 
it was just part of what people did there. And my parents being very like open to change. Um, yeah, like we bought a bunch of 22s and like started shooting like cans and stuff in the woods. Cause that's, you know, it's sort of like wanting to take a cue from the locals, you know, cause yeah. they're sort of like out of state people and like doing what the, they do for fun. And it was super fun. I got really into it. And, yeah. but I remember like you couldn't buy 22 long rifle ammunition for like all of 2009 and 10 because wow. people were so, and they said it was because they're worried that he was going to outlaw all these things. But there was also, if you listen to the words they used, it's pretty clear why they were concerned. They, they thought that, they're, that, that like people of color were taking over. That we were going to invade. Here's Okay, so I, a lot of people have been talking about this, right? I've had this conversation kind of, it's kind of eerie how much I've been having this conversation with people. But do you think a civil war is coming? Do you think a yes. race war? Yeah, you think a civil war? Not a race. Well, a race. Not a race war. Not a race war. But I a, think there's going to be a war that's like, that's like far right white people versus everybody else. Everybody else. else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's coming. I mean, I think that what is we it, saw with yeah, a, a physical war. Is it a cold war? Is it is it an internet war? What do you think? I am trying to remember where I heard this, but I heard someone i trust recently say we are in a we are in a civil cold war right now mm -hmm. and i believe that and i agree i'm concerned about the election coming up i truly believe that donald trump is getting worse like i think his mental state is is declining um i listened to this amazing podcast called it could happen here um, mm. i think around this time last year and it's this, this this journalist who mostly worked in civil war zones. You know, mm -hmm. he was in Iraq and Syria and Ukraine, and he just he was like a combat correspondent, sort of. And he does this podcast. It's all about like very realistically how that could happen here, how we could have a second American civil war. And he goes through all the flashpoints and he really talks about it being like urban versus rural and how some of the like pain points in our society, the things that like the Russian propaganda in 2016 was targeting, like some of um, right. Black Lives Matter versus police and these these pain points, these these flashpoints. Um, yeah, I think there's, I think that it, it could be bad and I'm really, uh, I'm concerned about that. And while on one hand, you, you almost want to say like, all right, fine, like all these dumb places, like the places where they can't even wear masks uh, to save their lives. No, mm -hmm. no joke there. Um, let them go. But like, that's not the right approach because what happened with the last civil war? You know, mm -hmm. you, you, have, you can't just you can't just think, oh, well, my people in this part of the country are fine. You know, like I only know people in Boston, New York, and California, and like I don't know, my family in Florida can move. You know, mm -hmm. like you can't think about it that way because what about? There are so many people that are so disenfranchised by the political systems in so many of these states that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, to give up on those people, what would I then dedicate the post-war years to? Like, I don't know, like international aid to yeah. all the the people who are being marginalized in this like racist post-America South, or not yeah, just South, yeah. but not just South, but uh, you know, places that are that are seeing a lot of alt-right movement. Um, I think about this almost every day. I, I don't know. I'm really worried about it. I, you know, I, it's tough, right? Where 
you you see what's happening obviously you see you know guns nationwide are selling out trump's obviously threatening protesters and antifa which by the way antifa isn't like come on not. american antifa is whack they're not terrorists they're not doing they're just like teenagers with blue hair um but but it you know in in you know even i thought about buying a gun I'm, I'm thinking about buying a gun i've never had that thought i was never really a gun person um i wasn't like anti-gun or pro-gun I've, I've just never go really shooting liked, which i'm down for okay. i've gone shooting before like it's fun yeah. i i agree i shooting guns are fun i never really thought about owning one for protection and that's kind of been yeah. changing now just because listen man these white people are crazy <laughs> they're insane sometimes i mean yeah I, and I do I, it's totally justified i mean I, I should be reluctant to say that because i'm i'm very anti-violence you yeah, know same, and anti same. anti-war and it's so weird that like donald trump and i are both anti-war i don't know how he be somehow it's so weird he's anti-war he doesn't like war yeah I, I, he, he's fine with genocide like he's fine with what's happening <laughs> yeah. to the week i mean we are we are currently experiencing what it would have felt like to live in america during the early days of the holocaust like we know that the we the uyghurs are being put into camps right and uh because of their religion and their ethnic background and we're too afraid of the power that's doing it to do anything about it you know mm. he's proven to be fine with that but yeah i i, I um i see things are, are, are going downhill um, they're, yeah they're gonna they're gonna get worse I, especially if he's re-elected man like i, I again this election is uh it, I'm, I'm afraid because the guy who's against trump is also a very bad dude who you know we might we, this might be another hillary situation um i think that know. sexism played such a big role in the hillary thing though um yeah it's been pointed out to, like i was really not into hillary um partly because i just as i said like just identify with bernie's brand of politics so much yeah um which is sounds like a, a young liberal cliche like oh really someone going to a liberal arts school in new england is like a fan <laughs> of bernie sanders it's like yeah well okay i mean not to brag but i was into bernie sanders before it was cool <laughs> yeah. uh <laughs> i love saying that it's so true i mean i'm like the reverse bernie like he moved from brooklyn to vermont and i'm like i'm gonna mm. move from vermont to brooklyn Hey, listen, I'm yeah. I'm a new Bernie guy. I, I just got on uh, a few years ago, so I'm, I'm I'll say it. I, I'm I'm one of those. I'm I'm a poser. I'll I'll hop on. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I agree. But I, you know, it was pointed out to me that some of the criticisms that I had of Hillary um, versus Joe Biden, because they're both centrist, um, right, establishment, right. Um, well connected, you know, like traditional. Racist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and Heightened. you know, not not very not very in touch with um, poverty and. Question and things like that, and and you know like imperialist a little bit with, um, with the military. Um, the fact that they're similar, but I'm judging Hillary more harshly, and I kind of sort of pointed out, and I and I really wanted to to listen to that, and that's an example of just like with being an ally to people of color that it's or, or wanting to be an ally, the intention of being an ally. Because again, I don't think that there is an end goal. I don't think you can get there. I think that it's something you have to work at. That you know, to be an ally to women and to be an ally to to queer folks is that I don't know. If, again, the first question in being an ally would be: Is that an appropriate term? Can I ally? No, no. Queer folks is that a is that is that an, I think the term folks often softens and and makes it clear that you're thinking of people as as friends or as as. Um, but just that that. 
there's so many things I don't know, mm. you know, and that mm. as someone who just is a very small percentage of the population, but somehow is the result of thousands of years of, 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 of privilege being built up and stored into this one very small, it's completely unfair. I think that's the thing that you have to think about. Like, what what is the deal? Why is it that that when when things seem too good to be true, they are? So having just this enormous amount of privilege for straight white men, and I just happen to be so. How can you not think about that? Yeah. How can you not think about like I would just happen to be born in this one small little demographic that just happens to have this enormous power, and people just like trust people be, that look like me just for no fucking reason, and it's like. Mm -hmm. How can you not want to spend some time thinking about it? You have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, people don't like thinking about that. They don't want to be the bad guys, right? Like everybody thinks they're the protagonists of their own movies, and none of them are bad. Uh, I, I, and I think that, like, if you accept that your privilege came from like murder and rape and destruction, you're not a bad person per se. Like, you, you don't choose who you're born as, right? You're not a bad person. I think the first step, though, is acknowledging where you came from and why you have this privilege right that's that is the first step before you you know you do any, anything else you have to acknowledge that hey listen my great 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 grandparents probably killed some 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 native americans or some black people or whatever or or you know we moved to this country from whatever country we we, we were at and we we just we, we we're getting we, we adopted this privilege um you just have to accept that fact right accept the fact that maybe you did something racist when you were a teenager right you just have to you have to accept it right you can't just hide from it people just hide from these issues because they just want to hop on the, the bandwagon they want to be like yeah i'm all for the fight I'm, I'm i'm an ally but you know we all do wrong things like you know i consider myself to be an, a, a queer ally you know but i i'll acknowledge that i've used the f word when i was younger you know, I've I've said, hey, that's gay when I was younger, right? Yeah. And now, you know, I, I I will I will acknowledge that. Uh, I've grown out of that. I've had conversations. I know that it's wrong. I knew that I was wrong, but you know, you you we fall in these little societal bubbles that we and we, we don't really care enough to 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 leave. Um, but but you know, in order to under, to be an ally, you have to accept who you are first. And accept the wrongs that you've done except where your your power has come from you know sure i think that that's why um i keep coming back to this that it's so much work you know it's not it's not something that you can just do it in a weekend that you're like okay okay now i'm now i'm woke air quotes mm -hmm. you know that it's um that's I, I, I totally forget. I'm not great at remembering the titles and authors, but the person who wrote about the invisible knapsack, which I think was in the, in, before the nineties, mm -hmm. that first idea about that white people have this invisible bag that they're carrying around with them of privileges of tools that you can mm -hmm. use. And I think that, um, subconsciously, like the woman who, uh, called the cops and said that the man was threatening her and her dog in Central Park. You know, mm -hmm. she knew that she had this thing in her knapsack that the police would definitely trust her. Oh, oh, I mean, and yeah, I mean, she knew the that. fact that the fact that she said, "I'm gonna," t she threatened. This is this is what really got me absolutely heated. She was like, "I'm gonna tell the police that a black man is trying to hurt me," because we that. all we all know in America that like, that's that is a problem. Like that that's where I think she went from a douchebag to completely evil 
you know? well that's that's a that's a that's a murderous um intent yeah to say it's like we have there's suicide by cop there's murder by cop and i think that that's yeah. why everyone has been pushing so hard on this karen uh, stereotype but mm. it's a it's an accurate stereotype I think that the the gendered part of it is something to look at because I don't feel that like the Chad thing is as has as much weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think I, I'm a, I'm concerned about the it 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 just wanting to make it more less of a gendered thing. But the reason we're all spending so much time talking about that in these conversations is that no one we, that wasn't part of it before. We didn't talk about that with um, when we first started having these conversations about. Black Lives Matter and, and these killings of unarmed young people. Um, we didn't talk about who was it that called the cops? Who was it that first thought, hey, those people are having too much fun over there? Right, right. You know, I don't understand. Why are they hanging out doing all these fun things that I don't and just like this 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 confusion is like, I don't know, this jealousy of of people having friends. I don't know, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that it's important to look at the very first thing. And and um I think as a a white person, I uh, I can understand some of the impulses that people have sometimes around because mm-hmm. I can be a real asshole. I can be really grumpy and like one thing I hate is um, people just drive dirt bikes around my neighborhood, hmm. <laughs> which is which is really reminds me of home in Vermont. You know, oh, in Brooklyn they like, drive dirt bikes. Yes. Yes. Okay. And I think that's kind of silly to be driving dirt bikes in the city. So I can understand how it's like, God, it's making so much noise. Like, fuck off. Why are you doing this? It's like, it's just so much louder than a car or a motorcycle mm. or anything. And wanting to be like, oh, if, I, if there's someone I could call to make you fuckers stop annoying me, mm. I would. But then noticing, okay, well, that's the kind of thinking around like being entitled to having the city be exactly the way I want it to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And knowing that the other person, <laughs> that guy is having a ton of fun. Right. And, and then I'm thinking, wait, am I just jealous of the fact that that guy is like enjoying his weekend and I'm not? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then th- just noticing that like w- we need to just always wonder why, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? And I think that people that grew up with so much horror, mm-hmm. you know, like Jordan Peele was the first person to explain to me that like uh, the experience of being black in this country is a horror it always has been and so i'm making horror movies um it's, yeah. i mean i that's that's not his only that's not the only reason that he's making the movies that he's making but that's one of the things he said and it really like i was like okay i didn't think about it like that before yeah I, I feel like i have a new that's why it's a journey because i'm having these aha moments every week you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh my god i didn't realize and i think that that's you know, like the things that you just know when you run into someone that you don't even know, like at graduation, when you run into some of these, some classmate who you don't even know their name, their dad is like, congratulations. Right, These right. things that, that you just, you and he know a million things together, mm-hmm. I'm sure, just because of the experience, the horror, the, that I just don't even think need to be a part of a person's experience. It's, you know, I... I'm afraid. I don't know about you, but I like I, I I'm just afraid of what's next. You know, every, we're just everything's just uncertain with COVID. We don't know when we're, this is going to be over. We don't know what's going to happen with the election. Uh, you know, like it's 
guns even like you know the next mass shooting like i i'm just afraid of what is coming next um and there hasn't really been any good i mean just today i was on twitter and i saw the lincoln tunnel is leaking and it's a lot of water there's like a lot of water rushing into the lincoln tunnel right now like things are terrible like and things just seem to be getting worse and worse especially this year and i you know i don't even know what to look forward to you know yeah i'm bummed out i mean even it's not like um obama's running for to take back control of trump or that like we have bernie sanders or like robert kennedy running you know it's joe biden no one yeah <laughs> joe, joe harm reduction biden and right right i think at some point we all need to start having the conversation around the mental health of the american people um that we need to start taking the trauma that we've just been through seriously um uh, one of the biggest mistakes that we continue to make with every it as a culture is, is to just try to move past trauma and not talk about it. And mm. one of um, you know veterans are, are committing suicide at like an unprecedented rate, and it's it's just awful. And I think that that's one example of what happens when people go through really really terrible things and they don't always have enough uh, enough support. Um, yeah. And I think that there's so many people that are dealing with PTSD from other other things now or just the general trauma of this much um this much bullshit just being lied to i i take it really personally when someone lies to me i mean not like a fib or like oh sorry there wasn't enough room to invite you to the party like i get over that stuff in a second but i mean like when someone's like to my face lying and then covering it up so like mm-hmm. um just being lied to by the president about things that you can see in front of you like no i don't have a spray tan like buddy it, it looks you look like the spaghetti that was just in a tupperware container you know when the line that it leaves like what are you talking about just like the simplest things just the trauma of being told that two plus two equals yellow it's like i don't know sometimes i'll leave a party and there was like a really awful like awkward drinking game or like a really awkward conversation it's like really taboo and over the top and i leave and it's not until like a few hours or until i've like sobered up that i'm like god why are we talking that was weird man like that wasn't normal like we shouldn't have been yeah people that was some weird stuff to say about your own grandmother or whatever the conversation yeah yeah and it's like we're gonna need to do that we're gonna need some healing time and some i think people like us media makers um that's where we come in where we where we tell you back the story of what happened you know where comedians mm. are like i can't wait to see what everyone's special is when it's like so what have you guys been up to like oh yeah my, my first my first stand up after covid is is going to be a hit i'm just i'm just sitting on so many jokes i just got to like erupt you know? yeah i bet but yeah dude like it, it's it is infuriating it's 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 i'm so mad i i think that i haven't been this mad in a very long time and you know it's it's with, with covid and trump and the protest and like just people not wearing masks people going to disney world disney world opened up again and people are going there willingly um it's it's just frustrating and 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 you know i i do agree it's up to us to express that emotion through media to, to i guess to show the world what the fuck is up like like what is going on we need, we need to 
create these messages that people need to consume because obviously people are just too fucking stupid to 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 understand shit <laughs> but yeah i don't know man uh jesus this was a good I'm sure we'll have a chance we'll have a chance to collaborate on those things once once film comes back into existence and once, yeah once once movies are not canceled anymore yeah i would love I would, to shoot like a, a stand special for you i was just gonna ask awesome. i i had this idea you know i i'm i don't have covid i'm sure you don't have covid i'm sure we're both very safe people and the people the, our friends are safe i should we should just find an apartment and just shoot like a covid special you know do it on the roof or whatever yeah I'm, yeah <laughs> you, you heard it here first folks but um before you do go temperature before, checks and stuff and then yeah the, yeah like, like the Chappelle special. exactly yeah make sure yeah. it's feel safe but before uh before we, we head out uh do you have any last words you want to share with the audience here oh man um well i think just continue to to make sure that you don't think you're you're completely right Denver as as much as we learn as much as we, we grow just never think that you know the whole story because um i've been incredibly humbled by the things that I really didn't know enough about, and um, with so much uncertainty and so much pain and so much confusion, probably a good time to to be a little bit slower with the way that we the way that we process and the way that we interact with all of this challenging information. Just to, to be a little bit less certain about <sighs> what what we what we believe. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then where can people find you? Do you have any projects coming up? Do you have any projects you want to promote? Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to make make these period films about sort of social justice issues by looking at the past. So I've got a couple of secret, super secret projects that sort of deal with immigration and like American manufacturing. Past. So that's something that I'm thinking about doing in the post-COVID world. But for now, you can check out my stuff on the website. Uh, it's microlabel.media. It's micro, M-I-C-R-O-L-A-B-L. My initials, Lucas, Arthur, Becker, Lowe, Label. Yeah, you can also find me on Instagram and all the other places. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for having me on, man. This is I'm no, so thank, so excited that you're you're doing this this show. Yeah, thank you for for having, thank you for being on. Um, can I can I ask you to DP my slavery musical when it comes? Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I definitely. Um, yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of story that I, I think is really really important. Um, hey, yeah. Well, thank you for being on. Um, and yeah, we should we should just. I mean, I know we can't really chill uh like 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 pre-covid i know you talked about like chilling at a at a bar before you know things went down and that's uh, crazy to even think about that but like we should i don't know we should we should we should we should link up once we have our tests in hand it's like dating already. it's like dating man yeah. it's like <laughs> are you tested yeah i know like i got a, a text from a friend recently that's like hey man uh test just came back negative so you should be fine so, <laughs> <Yeah. it's> like, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's this. This is the world we're living now. We we yeah. <laughs> to oh, hang out boy. with your friends, it has there has to be like an awkward uh, testing conversation. Oh, I mean, you gotta have these conversations with like old people now. It's like all right. Yeah, yeah. Are are you tested? All right, man. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. Um, yeah, peace. All right, catch up. Take care. <laughs>so yeah that was that was lit that was super lit um luke is great uh yeah give him follow give him a like go to his website check his website all that will be linked in in the description below if you like the show definitely give it a like subscribe uh reach out to me if you have any issues with it or not i just like talking to people um and i will see you guys on tuesday peace